everybody, this is your girl, Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that uplifts amazing people around the world, and it feels so good to be back. I took some months off because I've been learning, exploring, trying new things, and I also realized as much as I do, I do need to incorporate rest, right? Um, because remember this year I decided that I was not going to work on the weekends, right? This is like the first time in many years that I literally do not work on the weekends, but Monday through Friday I've been going in and I just wanted to catch up with you guys and let you know what I've been doing these past months, um, checking with you, keep encouraging you. Also just let you know that we have amazing guests um, to continue to tell their stories for the rest of this season. Of course, we're going to continue to do bi-monthly episodes as I continue to try to finish this dissertation and continue to explore with the many fellowships, internships, and networking that I just have going on. And I just thank God my ancestors for guiding me for allowing this to be possible, for all of the support that you guys have given me throughout the years. Like, this is crazy. Um, My podcast started when I started my PhD program, and this is the beginning of my fifth year. And I think it's amazing in the sound (laughs) that I have as I um, record and I produce, I edit in the stories and the interviews that I'm able to um, just record and listen and grow from. And once again, I couldn't do it without you all. And I just hope that the lessons that I'm learning, um, the stories that I share just continue to inspire you in your own way as you walk on your journey. So it feels good to be back. Let me tell you, I have a lot to like really kind of just get off my chest. So um, we're just going to dive in, you know. So this is technically the seventh year that I moved to Puerto Rico, right? So I, since I'm finishing my PhD program, I'm also weighing the options of what to do after, whether staying on the island, pursuing postdoc opportunities outside of the island, um, finding different forms of stability, security, and just understanding in myself. So I'm going to have the opportunity to, with the Women of Color Initiative with Pro Georgia, to come to Georgia for six months on contract and um, help with the 2022 Women of Color survey. This is the second survey. The first one they did um, was in 2019. And it just was able to impact and uplift women's voices of color around Georgia. And to continue to do that, we want to uplift our voices, our visions, and our victories. And I think it's been wonderful to work with Tamika Atkins and Sandra Barnhill and and many other of my wonderful community organizers and leaders and the women that we've been able to talk to during the listening sessions. I will definitely post the link to the survey you have until August 31st if you are a woman of color, identifying as a woman of color in Georgia. To take the survey takes maybe about like 20 minutes and please share it with the women in your community just to get your voices heard. I think it's just been, once again, such an enriching experience to have to be back in Georgia for, you know, a a short time, but to know what's going on and be involved. So I've been able to just do monthly activities and catch up with friends and really see how we can really mobilize together and what do we do as we continue to move forward together and be strategic and um, use our skills, right, to support one another. And in that, um, I've just been just grateful for the people who have supported me to get to where I am right now, right? I couldn't do this journey, and I will always say this by myself. My community definitely uplifted me and poured into me as I began my travels, right, with donations and GoFundMe. And now um, to be on the side where 
I'm also learning how to write grants and apply for fellowships and be a part of different communities. I'm realizing the importance of passing on these skills, right? And so what can we do as a future academic, as a writer, um, as a thinker, an organizer to make space for the community that has uplifted me? So to be back in Georgia, um, technically in the States, because I've really been over, like, yeah, once again, it's been months. So uh but I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful for this contract. I'm grateful to see what the survey can show us. So once again, please take that survey. I also had some wonderful time in April. <laughs> I know it's been so long. Visit the Audre Lord archive. And that was my first time actually like really, really, really just exploring someone's personal archive. And I just found such a fire and understanding in preserving black women's archives and especially as women writers and explorers like I found the fire that I thought I lost because it is exhausting in this journey in this space so we have to find our people our places and our purpose and to read her letters her manuscripts her journals to see pictures there was such um an emotion that I hope to leave, not only just in myself, but also in others, but just the work that she was able to do just inspired me on my journey. And sometimes it's really hard to see forward when you don't really know how people are moving on their way. So I'm grateful that I was able to, um, yeah, sit with Lord in such a special way. And um, I even wrote a letter to her that I hope one day will be published because I just feel like that archive, Spellman, Holly Smith, um, Cassandra Ware, like amazing, amazing people. I look forward to the connections that I can will continue to build um, with the women who poured into me and the other students that we were able to just talk and explore and grow with. So such an honor, such a pleasure um, just to be a writer, a black writer in this time, in this space, to learn and to grow. I've also had the wonderful opportunity to intern with the National Endowment for the Humanities in the Office of Digital Humanities. And that has been, once again, like, I feel like I was, like, tossed into a sea of, like, digital data and exploration. And it was interesting because I didn't really know <laughs> what I was doing. And every day I've been figuring out with just working on different collaborative metadata projects with also working on um, a research project that is just exploring the role of our office and supporting um, digital projects in the global south. And I think that's very interesting because one, um, the whole digital humanities field is very new to me and I'm still growing and trying to figure out how to preserve, once again, women um, of the African diaspora stories, right? Um, through orally making things open access with being able to just find people who have been silently erased and things that are similar to my topic. So super cool being able to interview people, being able to learn more about the grant making process, to be able to learn about different interns and the explorations. Once again, like phenomenal, phenomenal people. I like my sister intern is Alexis Hunt and she is amazing. I know she's going to be a great librarian, scientist, like program director in the future. It's just been like an honor to have her with me on this journey um, and just learn with her, really. And also, one of the best things that I'm also in is the Diaspora Solidarities Lab. And the principal instructor is Dr. Yomara Figueroa Vasquez. And also one of the co-PIs is Dr. Jessica Marie Johnson and also Dr. Tali Goff. And I'm just inspired to once again be enlightened, to follow their footsteps, to be in community with once again fellows, scholars, artists, like 
thinkers beyond the way that we that has been trying to like keep us in a box right and the way that they're challenging and willing to learn and explore and and, um just teach important to us in ways that is not traditional you know super radical super like forward and it's the way that we should move as academics as intellectuals right or people who just want to just learn because there are places and spaces that study communities but don't give back to their communities and so as we um, and those of us who come from these communities who don't necessarily um, find themselves reflected in the classroom, how do we share this knowledge with our people? Um, and like <laughs> my podcast and my journey in the way, hence, you know, with people and their blogs, hence people and their tweets, right? There's different ways in their art and their poetry. There's different ways that we communicate what we see in this world. And so how do we have those tools and the resources and the spaces to think together, to share together? And I'm grateful for um, the Diaspora Solidarities Lab and what we can do together. It's a whole lot of things going on, <laughs> a whole lot of learning, a whole lot of exploring. Um, and even the work that I had to do on myself of considering what my position is, my own privileges, um, my own pains that have allowed me to move in the ways that I do and um, even how I even push people away, you know, thinking that I was helping myself. But I have to, um, yeah, just keep showing up in the spaces that allow me to show up and learn and also reflect and listen. And I've learned so much by listening, um, by listening to people's stories, by practicing my own process, by paying attention to what I pay attention to, right? And the people who are around me and have um, supported my purpose, um, I say thank you. Honestly, I say thank you for just being patient with me because there's many times I know I haven't been patient with not even myself and others, right? Because I always find myself trying to rush through and get to the next thing versus realizing like for real, like you prayed for this, you wanted this so bad and now you're here and you're just ready to get to the next thing. So um, as I sit here in my body and I breathe, just so grateful that I have been able to travel the world in the States and connect and learn with so many people over the past six months. It's a true blessing. The favor is just right there and it's just nothing but the grace um, of God that keeps me. So I hope as I move forward, um, with ease that I continue to be at peace and be present and keep living in my purpose and keep writing poetry and keep connecting with wonderful people and keep, you know, being patient with myself for sure, for sure, for sure. This journey um, has not been an easy one, but I'm forever grateful, forever grateful. The poem that I'm going to read today, of course, is by Audre Lorde. I just feel like I've just been moved by her um, throughout this year and my stay here in Atlanta. A Litany for Survival by Audre Lorde. For those of us who live at the shoreline, standing upon the constant edges of decision, crucial and alone, for those of us who cannot indulge the passing dreams of choice, who love in doorways coming and going, in the hours between dawns, looking inward and outward, at once, before and after, seeking a now that can breed futures, like bread in our children's mouths so their dreams will not reflect the death of ours. For those of us who were imprinted with fears, 
like a faint line in the center of our foreheads, learning to be afraid with our mother's milk, for by this weapon, this illusion of some safety to be found, the heavy-footed hope to silence us, for all of us, this instant and this triumph, we were never meant to survive. And when the sun rises, we are afraid it might not remain. When the sun sets, we are afraid it might not rise in the morning. When our stomachs are full, we are afraid of indigestions. When our stomachs are empty, we are afraid we may never eat again. When we are loved, we are afraid love will vanish. When we are alone, we are afraid love will never return. And when we speak, we are afraid our words will not be heard nor welcome. But when we are silent, we are still afraid. So it's better to speak remembering we were never meant to survive. And that poem just speaks for itself, you know, in the way that the world is constantly attacking us and against us or you know, maybe even nature is doing its own cleansing and getting rid of us, but the humans are definitely destroying us in many ways. And if only we were never afraid to just really stand true and give voice because we were not meant to survive. They thought that they were going to just, you know, just take everything away. Like there's no hope for tomorrow. They literally have always tried to just take away our hope. So why not speak? Why not enjoy life? Why not explore? Why not be patient with yourself? Why not make your journey your journey? Why follow the other people? So survive, survive, survive. And as I continue to survive, you know, as I continue to, you know, find my way, I'm really trying to do it with patience because I haven't <laughs> been patient. As you guys see, like I talk fast, I think fast, I move fast. It's just the way I've always been going. But as I continue to go, you know, I find my pace. I also try to be patient, not only just for myself, with others, you know, and their journeys, because we all are on our own ways, right? We're all learning, we're all different. And I'm grateful once again for the people who I've met, the people who have challenged me, the people who have doubted me, the people who have pushed me to be better, you know, the people who have prayed for me. I'm so grateful for all of that because that allows me to stand and do what I do with ease, unafraid, in community, with faith, and my ancestors all around me. Like, it's an army. Like, I hope that you, wonderful listeners, wherever you are in this journey, continue to know whether you take a rest or you move at your own pace, that this journey is yours and you will get to where you're going. You just have to put one foot in front of the other. And I'm once again just so grateful and honored to be back on the mic and share the wonderful stories to come with you all. Keep taking care of yourself, keep loving yourself, and until next time, y'all be blessed. (music) 